In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. We continue our teaching series on the faith of the Nicene Creed, a faith revealed by God to all peoples in all time. Last night, my family and I were out and about, and as we were exiting one particular place, there were three children playing together, and one of them took me a bit by surprise said, well, hello, Father. And I said, well, hello, young man. Now, that was more common when I was first ordained 20-something years ago. It is not common anymore. And then he said, you are a priest? As he looked at Christine (laughs) and Sarah and Rebecca. And I said, I am a priest. And then the littlest boy who only looked as if he was just old enough to speak, said, you like Jesus Christ? Q-U-I-S-T? And I said, I do like Jesus Christ. In fact, I love Jesus. Why would I say to this little boy that I love Jesus? In the sermon last week, It was revealed to us just who it is whom we encounter when we encounter Jesus. We encounter God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten but not made, of one being with the Father. That is, to know Jesus is to know God and to know God's love for you personally. John 3.16 For God so loved the world, for God so loved you, for God so loved me, that he sent his only Son, Jesus Christ. It's because of love that God has come into the world in the person of Jesus And the divinity of Jesus, that is, Jesus being God, as the Father and the Holy Spirit are God, is affirmed in today's Gospel lesson. Jesus says to the Jews, Your father Abraham rejoiced that he was to see my day. So what does that mean? Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Now, Abraham lived approximately 1,800 years before Jesus. And yet Jesus is saying that Abraham witnessed his day. That is, he witnessed Jesus coming into the world. And this is the fulfillment of the covenant, the promise that God made to Abraham 1,800 years earlier. And Abraham, according to Jesus, saw the fulfillment of that promise. How could he have seen that fulfillment when he lived so very long ago? And the Jews asked Jesus this. But if, if God 
is telling us that Abraham saw the fulfillment of the promise in the coming of Jesus, then we know that Jesus is the fulfillment of God's promise to us. And then Jesus goes on to say something even more. He says, before Abraham was, that is, before Abraham existed, before Abraham was conceived in the womb of his mother, before Abraham was, Jesus says, I am. Now, I am is the name revealed by God to Moses 1,200 years before Jesus coming into the world. When Moses said, Whom shall I say has sent me? And God answers, I am. And so Jesus is clearly revealing to all the world that God himself has come for you, for me. And that's what we must trust in in order not to perish. Because, you see, we're all conceived and born apart from a right relationship with God. And we could not attain to God, so God came to us in the person of Jesus and says, if you believe me, if you trust in me and not in yourself, if you trust in me and not in this world, then you are saved. So do we truly believe that God himself has come in the person of Jesus because he loves us and desires a personal relationship with us? This past week I was out in British Columbia for meetings. And some of us priests were talking about how it is difficult when you meet someone in like a coffee shop or at a restaurant or on the street, and they ask, so what is it that you believe? And you know they're going to give you about a full 15 seconds <laughs> right, to answer. What is it that you believe? So we were all talking about, so what do you say? I mean, do you say, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that all who believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's a good one. 3.17 is not bad either. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I said that I would take a slightly different approach and I would say to the person, have you ever looked at a beautiful art piece and wondered, is there really an artist? And have you ever looked at a beautiful piece of art and asked yourself, I wonder if the artist cared about the details of his or her work? Look and behold the beauty of creation as God's art. Of course there is a divine artist. And of course he cares about the details of his work. And you, my friends, are the details of his work. If you but trust in him, and not in yourself, and not in this world, but in him, then you have eternal life.
And then one of the priests with whom I was speaking said, I really like that. And I said, thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) And he said, I'm going to use that, and then I'm going to add this line. Would you like me to introduce you to the artist? And I said, now that's good. So we all agreed that we were both really excellent priests, you know. (laughs) My dear friends, we will be entering into the holiest time of the year next Sunday, and Bishop Harvey will be with us. And we will journey with the Lord through his passion and his confrontation with your sin and with mine and his confrontation with suffering and his confrontation with death and his victory on the cross proclaimed to all the creation in his resurrection. And we must remember just who it is with whom we walk that walk. I am has come to you. I'll end with this, and I know those are your favorite words of any sermon. I'll end with this. I had the blessing one time through Christine's work to be at Fenway Park and be in the box seats. And a legend that came in, Jim Rice. And he, he spent a good 45 minutes with us. I mean, now, you know I like the evil empire. I'm sorry. But it still was an honor to meet Jim Rice, right? A Hall of Famer, someone who played for the Sox his entire career, and to talk baseball with him. How cool would it be for you Red Sox fans... May the Lord have mercy on you. (laughs) How cool would it be? Because you can't go see Jim Rice, right? You can't just knock on his door. How cool would it be if he came to see you at your home? That might make you feel a little important, right? That might be something you actually told someone about during the week. Yeah. God has come to you. That's how important you are. And he's come to deliver you from sin and death that you may not perish, but may have life and may have it eternally. That's how important you are. Maybe it's time to let that sink into your heart and let it change your life. Maybe it's time to let others know about it. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you that he sent his only son that you may not perish but have life everlasting. Amen.